Hello, and welcome to the Say Yes Movement podcast with Heather and John. Hey, Heather, how are you doing today? Very good, John. Very good. Happy Easter Monday. It is, yes. uh, it's been a long weekend, and it's been uh, one that I enjoyed with family. How about yourself? Yeah, no, with family and food. I don't know what it is with like these Easter, like these events, but yeah, it's always celebrated absolutely with friends, with family, you know, grateful to have family and just be able to all sit around the table, not worry about the time and not worry about having to go anywhere and just eating together, celebrating together. I loved it. Any, any big stuff, any big events for you this past weekend? You know what, like you, it was with family and, you know, it was so nice to sit outside. Yesterday we had a fire mm. going, we enjoyed some good music and me and my sister, when we get together, we would like to sing old songs and that's always fun and the, the kids sort of giggle at us, but I know that they secretly love it as well. And and uh, and then there's, um, there's a tradition, so there's these chocolate bars that they used to be in Canada but Cadbury doesn't make them anymore. They're Cadbury, they're with Pop Rocks in them. And so Pop Rocks and M&Ms, and they, they're made by Cadbury. Mm. So they're only now in Europe or Australia. So I have to order them on Amazon. And they, they take about a month to get here now. So they arrived like literally Friday before I, <laughs> before I was coming up to visit my family. And uh, which they weren't even supposed to arrive for another two weeks. So I'm extremely grateful for that. Of course, I make this big Easter basket for my for my nieces and my nephew. And that's all they care about is the chocolate bars. So from now on, I'm just buying chocolate bars. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. You know, it's funny because we've talked about this on other episodes, too. But traditions and rituals and routines that keep us in place and things in terms of what we're doing. Um, I just wanted to take a second. Good morning, Brenda from Metro Detroit. Awesome. We, we've met uh, some people across um, the border there and watching us. Excellent. Uh, for everybody else who's also hopped on, I just want to say good morning to all of you. And uh, if you want to pop into the chat and say hello, we'd love to acknowledge and, you know, just say hi. Um, but yeah, I know Pop Rocks is yeah, I, I remember growing up as a kid, it was all about the chocolates, right? And now I don't eat chocolates, I can't, right? So it's uh, it, it's been quite the shift. But, you know, one of the things we did this year, we tried something new. Diane, actually, there's um, a Portuguese dessert called Natish Sel, which are, like, essentially called desserts from heaven. And, you know, I, I love this dessert. We always buy it. We always buy it. But Diane actually tried it this year. And I believe it's going to be a new tradition and a new staple in every event that we host. So um, super excited for that. Lots of sugar, egg whites, and um, whipping cream. Yeah. Heather, yeah you, I'll have, next time I see you, I'll have to bring one up to you or uh, just to have you try it. But it is, yeah, it's decadent. Wow. It's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's one of those Portuguese desserts that not too many people know about. Yeah, I've never, I don't think I've delicious. ever had that. Yum. Yeah. Going so back this, to the, with yeah, the yeah, rituals, John, it's really important because we actually spent a lot of time with my family talking about rituals from mm. when everybody was kids. And, you know, we told some really fun stories about, you know, when the kids were little and we do these Easter egg hunts. And one year, my my niece, she was just four and we, we did an Easter egg hunt outside and the squirrels got into the eggs before because they were peanut butter eggs, like inside the, the plastic ones. 
but we were just laughing and having such a good time. And, you know, it's these rituals, these expectations, and, you know, people look forward to these moments in time. So think about what are the rituals in your own family that create these moments where people get connected and they, 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 they love it. And, you know, my, my niece, she has a, a new boyfriend. So she was, we were all telling him about these new rituals and, and inviting him to be part of it. So, you know, even as you invite new people into the family, think about what they, they don't know any of these rituals. They don't know what your normal mm. things are. Um, but it makes a big, big difference to be able to expect what's going to happen and look forward to that expectation. Yeah. No, I, you know, I think, so we're finally at the point in our family where we're starting to transition rituals, right? Because a lot of, ooh, so this is, this is an interesting one. You know, so <laughs> the majority, the majority of the dinners and major events that we used to have were always hosted at the in-laws house. Fair enough. It's just, it's, that was their, that was the custom. That was the tradition, right? But we're at the point where it's now transitioning where we're hosting and we're becoming the new tradition. So we get to establish and create new rituals and traditions within our own family, right? So it's funny because this year we really, Diane and I have really gotten back into um, just doing Portuguese cuisine, right? Like mm. it's not, right? So it's I'm like, wait a minute, how do you cook that? You know, so we, we found this guy on Instagram funny as heck this Portuguese guy out of New Jersey and uh, he has all these simple Portuguese recipes that I, even I'm able to follow I'm not one of those big cook guys but yesterday I did barbecue we did wings and it was just a, and a really a really cool process to bring these new traditions into our family right and I, I think we're at that point where now the generational gap is starting to flip and now we're the people who get to create the new traditions for the next generation and I never thought of it like, like wow, you know, it, it, it's just time. And, you know, I, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about this, this, this month is really around expressing gratitude for that. Right. And, you know, I'm grateful that we're able to do that and really create a new, because now we're setting the traditions for the kids. Mm -hmm. right? And they're taking that forward into their lives. And it's like, okay, so what did we do on Easter? Like we always celebrate Good Friday. It's one of the things that we do. So how do we take that forward into their next, you know, when they start to have their own kids and their own families, what are they going to do? They're going to think about the traditions that we set, not the grandparents, right? Yeah. So it's it's been an interesting transition <laughs> as we've been going through that. And, you know, yeah, it's just, it's been really, really different, you know, to now be the ones who are setting the, the, the tradition. I know you have your own tradition that you make a certain, uh, a certain dessert or something that you make for your family. But yeah, like that's the new, like we're the new, we're the new people. In the and John, I think what people, you know, we talk about legacy, we talk about mm -hmm. how do you want to be remembered in life? And, you know, people remember the small things. They don't remember these grandiose, like, like, I'm not sure anyone's going to remember that we did a podcast at one point. In the moment, we're making a big difference. But the big difference is the connection you're making. And and going back to the dessert, so my mm. sister made bread pudding. And that used to be mm. what my mom would make. And my mom would make half of the bread pudding with raisins and half of the bread pudding without. Because I like raisins. My sister didn't. So my sister made it for the first time. It's not my mom's recipe, but it's pretty damn close. 
it's the closest that we've gotten so far because of course my mom would just throw stuff in a pot and that would be you know the recipe and uh and both me and my niece said oh the raisins are missing so my sister said she's gonna put half raisins for the next one so you know, my mom, although she's passed, she was with us yesterday, mm. you know, raisins, no raisins, this whole controversy, whether it should be in the bread pudding or not. Um, and so this is how we live on, you know, through these moments of time where we're gathering, where we're having gratitude, where we're remembering, you know, really uh, important moments in our lives. And it's over food, like, you know, and let food be a comfort moment for these moments. Not all the time. Food needs to be nourishing most of the time. But, you know, in these moments of love and, and gratitude, you know, having that memory come alive is, is really, really important. So it was it was a magical weekend. It really was because people yeah. that are no longer with us were with us through the beauty of food. So, John, those recipes that you're borrowing from this guy on on Instagram, you know, think of of the impact he's having all the way to Canada. You guys are now cooking <laughs> like him and 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 people will try to recreate those recipes. So, write them down or or put a link somewhere because the when they're gone, they're gone, right? And, yeah. and that's the that let's let's change that that generational problem. Yeah, no, I'll definitely I'll definitely share it with everybody here and you know, if you're interested in trying your own um, you know, your own Portuguese cuisine, you just got to be prepared. A lot of onions, a lot of garlic. Um, it's like a staple and paprika for some reason is a staple in every, every dish. Uh, but yeah, you know, so, so, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about this, right? We're talking about rituals, routines. We're talking about the gratitude of having this and being a part of this. And one of the things, you know, in the time that we do have, you know, what has been really interesting is, is how we visualize all of this coming together. Right. And, and putting all the pieces. And I know, you know, this morning I got up, I did my thing and it, it occurred to me, you know, as I was training, the one thing I always try to do, I always try to finish my workouts with me crossing the finish line at this event that I'm going to be competing in seven weeks. Um, you know, I visualize myself getting to the finish line and I'm wondering if, if, you know, visualization is so powerful. Right. Like when you put that into you're, you're you're actually predicting and seeing the future before the future happens. And I know this sounds it could be a little weird sounding to some people. It's like, how do I do that? But we're always doing that. Right. And we've talked about this in one other episode. You know, when people train for a marathon, they think about how difficult it's going to be when they get to mile 20 or mile 30 or wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> when they hit the wall, it's mile 20. Sorry, mile 20, 26.6. That's right. All right. It's been a while since I've run a marathon. So when you get to mile 20, you hit the wall, and everybody visualizes themselves hitting the wall. No. no, no, no. I know, I know. It's the wrong, wrong, wrong thing to do because you don't want to see the struggles. You want to see yourself on the other side of the finish line, whatever that is. So this morning, I thought about, you know, what is – like, we got holidays. We got events coming up throughout the year. What are those going to look like? And I already know I'm visualizing this dessert that's going to be carried along – in every, in every event that we're going to be having forward, going forward. So, you know, what I'm going to invite you to think about, and actually, I don't know, actually, Heather, do you do this? Do you, do you take time to visualize? A hundred percent. And, and 
we have to get clear on what we're visualizing. So mm -hmm. we were just talking about, you know, the rituals of Easter and family traditions. We look forward to those because we can actually visualize what it's going to be like, you know, at Christmas time, what it's going to be like to see the kids open their presents. For me, it was putting the Easter baskets together and knowing that these chocolate bars are going to be there. So we know what's going to happen. Our brain can go there very easily. I'm doing another push-up challenge because the last one mm. ended and then I didn't do push-ups after it ended. And I actually was with my mastermind group and they put bets on me. So I, I work with a, a group of individuals. We do a six-week sprint. And I said, I want to feel strong because, of course, my word this year is strong. Mm -hmm. And so I said, I'm going to do push-ups. So we actually did them together as a mastermind group to see where our starting point was. And then they've all put bets on me for how many push-ups they think I can do. So now, before, I was visualizing strength. But now I have a, a clearer picture of my visualization because the top person bet 22. And I'm starting at seven. So I can do seven real push-ups right now. And the right. top person said I could do 22. So now I'm visualizing, guess what? Doing 23 push-ups because I have to beat that number, the top person who bet. And I can't let any of them win because if they hit the if I hit that one of their numbers, then then they win, right? So I have to be the winner in this in this story, um, which means I'm doing way more push-ups than before in my last challenge, where I, I had a visualization. I was visualizing getting more put one more push-up every single day but now it's not one more push-up every single day it's like a bigger number that actually i've never achieved before so this is this is a a lot more clarity around mm. what i'm visualizing so just like you john you know you're not visualizing that mile 20 where you're going to have a little bit of a difficult time you're visualizing the very end mm. and in that visualization it's not just seeing it it's seeing it it's hearing the sounds of it. It's feeling it in your body. It's really getting the emotions up around what that is. And visualization is activating all your senses in your mind's eye. So that's yeah. a really a, a distinction that that got clearer for me. And yesterday, I, I think I did push-ups like five times yesterday, where before I do them <laughs> twice, for like in a day. So who knows how many I'll do today. So, you know, as you were saying that, I visualized visualize you doing 25 push-ups. Ooh, 25. Ooh, John, 25. you're betting on me I, now. No, I, I, I'm betting on you again. Um, yeah, no, but so it's so important. I, I just want to take a second. Good morning, Anya. Thank you for joining us. Yes, you know, visualization is super important. Um, vision boards, you know, we talk about vision boards. I think we've talked about vision boards in the past. You know, there's been a lot of great material. If you've ever watched the movie, The Secret, one of the things that they have in there is really having a vision board. So you have something that uh, you can look at. John Astaroff is the one that actually talked about his vision board and how everything just came to light. And actually, I have my vision board in front of me. So it's something that's always an eye's view. And I'm like, ooh, what have I done so far? And I can see and already checked off how many things that I've accomplished off my vision board. And it's pretty elaborate. There's a lot of stuff on it. Um, but you know, you're right, you know, not, you know, we're, we're really good. And I think this is where a lot of people get into trouble is we're really good at visualizing all the bad stuff. We're really mm. good at visualizing how things aren't going to work out. We're going to visualize all the dangers of doing something. And that's normal because that's what our brain is there to do is there to protect us. But the truth is when you start to visualize all the things working out for you, when you start to visualize things happening the way you want them to happen, you're going to have, the, your chances of actually 
I forget the actual statistic, but the statistic is um, when you start to visualize your chances of actually accomplishing that goal or that outcome goes up by like 60 or 70%. Oh, it's huge. Just by visualizing it. Yeah. And, I know. And, and visualizing it with action, right? So mm. you know, if you just create a vision board and cut out your pretty pictures and then leave it to just do its work, it doesn't work like that, right? So it's it's putting it in front of you, activating your brain to see it. And then what action are you doing towards that? And here's the other thing. Don't worry about the how. So you don't need to know mm. the how, but you do want to keep taking action to move forward, move towards that goal. And just one daily action every single day towards it is going to help you get there yeah no i i love what peter's saying i like visualizing i, I like the visualization process attributes reaching the finish line not having hit the wall absolutely you don't ever want to visualize hitting the wall coach clients to create a vision i of being rather than the result and, mm. and and i think this is exactly what you're touching on is who do you need to be today in this moment to get to that you know that goal that outcome that that, um, you know, what actions do you need to take? And, you know, I think about this training that I'm doing for this half Ironman. Like I, I was on my bike for an hour and a half this before this call. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and trust me, there are moments I'm like, you know, maybe I'm good. Maybe an hour is enough today. I'm like, no, that's not what I need to do. I got to visualize crossing the finish line, what that's going to feel like. And you're right. I, I go into a moment where I just close my eyes. I hear the sound. I hear the people, I can feel the ground underneath me just moving. It's it's so powerful. Like I feel it in my whole body. Yes, I'm like locked up in my basement doing this ride on a trainer. But actually, this week should be good. I should be able to get outside. We're gonna hit like summer weather this week. So I'm you really can get happy out today. Are you kidding? Out today? <laughs> oh, you've already done your bike ride. Oh, we can do it, it again. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'll do it. I'll do an extra half hour or something. But you know, it's really. Being in the moment, I think that's so important as we go through this process, because as you know, you just got to think about who you need to be right now. You don't have to think about, you know, all the stuff, because I, I think the other thing that happens, too, is we start to accumulate all the things in our brain that, oh, man, this is I got to put all this time and effort. And I'm like, you know, for me, as I'm doing this training, I just need to take it one day at a time. One day at a time. One, one day, day at a time. time. What do I need to do today? That's all I'm that's focused right. on. Right. And, you know, I got my calendar, I check it off, I check all my dates off, you know, I put my training program together and I just focus on, I'm not worried about what I need to do this week. I'm worried about what do I need to do today? You know, and as, you, as you're thinking about your week, your day, your month, you know, the outcomes that you want to achieve for yourself, you know, what's the one thing you need to do today, mm -hmm. right? Is it, you know, if, if you're getting back into a health routine that you've been out of for a while, maybe it's just a 10 minute walk. Right. Maybe, you know, I remember, Heather, when you were talking about doing a push up and a half and you're at seven, I'm like, wow, that's, you know, that's a 700 percent increase in your push ups. I know we're using I know it sounds better. Seven hundred percent. But that's what happens. Right. But yeah. I didn't I didn't do that overnight. It's daily actions towards that goal and not worrying mm -hmm. about what I look like or what I feel like just doing it and and yeah. activating that. So. Here's the call to action for everyone. And, you know, this is this is your own 
action. So write down something that really scares you, something that you know you want to do that you would feel amazing when you achieve it that seems kind of out there right now. So, you know, John, I remember when you being an Ironman, doing an Ironman was way out there. You're like, no, that's never going to happen. And of course, it's going to happen in seven weeks. So that is not a true statement anymore. So write that down and then spend like five minutes today, just five minutes, close your eyes and think of what it's going to feel like when you're finished, not while you're doing it, but when you finish. So that moment just after you've achieved your goal, what's the emotion you're going to feel? What, what does it look like through your mind's eye? Where in your body do you feel it? Amp that up, really, really get involved in it. You know, adjust your body to feel what it feels like, all the emotions of having a completed that. And, you know, just embrace that. And, you know, all of a sudden as I do my visualization, well, the number 25 is coming up because John now embedded it in my head that 25 push-ups seems to be the right number for me. So I'm actually counting to 24, 25, 26 and getting there and just doing that one extra. So, you know, just in this conversation alone, we've increased my, my pushups by like, I don't know what percentage that is, but it's, it's more than I can do right now. Let me tell you. So guess what? I will take action today and I've already done one set of pushups, but I'll do them right after this call. And you know, it's, it, we're, it's a small little goal, but it's not going to be small in my mindset because right now it feels un, unachievable, but it won't be in six weeks. No, excellent. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. We're going to wrap up there. I can't believe we're already at time. I just want to say thank you for everybody who joined us today and commented. Um, we, we always appreciate the comments. So yeah, we'll be back on Wednesday, 840. And on Friday, 840, we'll continue the conversation. I think we're going to continue to build on visualizing because I think there's a lot there. And uh, just remember, when you shift your mindset, you shift your life. With that, have a great Monday, everybody. We'll see you on Wednesday. Take care.